30 seconds, reality as you know it will cease to exist. In its place, you will find a new dimension, identical to the one you've left behind, only slightly better. Take a deep breath and open your mind to the magic within you. This is no ordinary podcast. This podcast is with Richard As a wizard, I think the only thing I can say with certainty about reality is there seem to be two main components. A material plane and an immaterial plane. And y'all, we got a problem with the material plane. It's full of trash! Everywhere you look, there's a bunch of useless garbage, physical objects that are now devoid from purpose and meaning that we've just created, used for maybe 30 milliseconds, and then chucked somewhere out of sight. Now, one of my favorite definitions of the occult is that which is hidden or obscure, and I couldn't think of a better description of the way that we, especially in the West, handle trash. We hide it. We put it into cans and then bag up the trash and put it in another can, and then somebody takes that far away from us, and we go, good, problem solved. That trash is gone. But it's not gone. It's just somewhere else, which is why today's guest, Corinne Laperfito decided to change her own personal patterns to become part of the solution and stop being a part of the problem. Corinne and I have been friends for a long time, and it's really hard to encapsulate exactly what it is she does. She's been a backup dancer for Big Frida. She makes incredible costumes. She ran a, an infamous underground, body-positive, genderqueer strip club called Big Dick's House of Big Boobs, later renamed Everybody. She now is the founder of Pussy Powerhouse, which throws positive uh, events from Los Angeles to New Orleans and beyond. She is an old and dear friend that has actually come up a few times on the show already, so I could not be more thrilled to have her here today to talk about a subject that I know is very near and dear to her heart, zero waste. Now, a lot of people hear zero waste and they think it's like vegan, that you immediately stop making all trash whatsoever. But Corinne and other people in the zero waste movement are honest about acknowledging that it's a goal and not something that you can instantly turn on because you're still enmeshed in a world that is saturated with these processes that create trash. So we got deep into the trash to talk about what it means to break down those processes and get yourself out of those patterns where people are handing you plastic straws and forks and utensils and you're filling up a trash can every week without even thinking about where does that go when it leaves your curb. So as a wizard, I'd just like to caution everyone, there's a lot of good stuff in here, and it can feel very overwhelming to think about the effect that we're having on the environment and how much personal responsibility can we actually take as individuals. And so with this, I would like you to get inspiration from today's conversation to do what you can, to make those one or two decisions in your own life that will start to break those patterns rather than stressing yourself out about trying to break all of the patterns in one blow. So let's get into it and find out how to be less trashy. Corinne, welcome to Ritual Space. So good to be here. Thanks for having me. What's our magic word or phrase? 
The magic word is responsibility. Great. So on the count of three, one, two, three. Responsibility. responsibility. We absorb all that energy from all those lovely people who just said it whenever they said it, wherever they said it. Because that's your responsibility, dear listeners and participants. Because we're going to talk about how to be more responsible today. You have you are completing a year-long project. Right now, we're about to end the calendar year. And what is it that you've done this year? So, at the beginning of this year, I watched a movie called The Clean Bin Project. And in that movie, it's a little home documentary kind of vibe. And it's a couple. And for one year, they say, we're not going to create trash or buy anything to the best of our ability. Of course, there's things that come up that you have to do and buy and trash that gets created that's out of your control. But uh, I was really inspired by this. And I was like, you know, that seems like a really fun and free entertaining thing I can do that will make me feel good. It will teach me a lot. It'll be good for the environment. And it's like, hey, life's a mystery. And why not try and experiment? Um, So I decided to do it. And so on January 1st, 2018, I, I started this challenge. And so now here we are on... December 29th and uh, I only have a couple days left and it's been an amazing... So don't screw up and go go to McDonald's tomorrow and make a bunch of trash. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> I mean, it's like the hardest part is the first month when you're like, how do I do things? Like you're, you're acting on impulse. Mm-hmm. And I think that the thing that's been most interesting about this is that you can't do anything like anymore that's just like the fast, convenient thing that you would just naturally want to do Because you're in your routine and you're like, this is how I know how to do things. Society endorses this. No one tells me I'm wrong for getting a water bottle, for getting a styrofoam to-go cup, for spending $500 that I really don't have on whatever it is that I feel like I tell myself that I need or want in the moment. And so, yeah, this year has been all about reevaluating my needs and wants. And through this experiment, looking at my habits and, and ways that I interact with consumer culture and with, you know, the food and beverage industry uh, and uh, just carving a whole new way of being in the world. You said that the first month was about breaking those patterns and that was the, the difficult period. So how did that start for you? What were the what were the first things that you started doing differently and what challenges did you run into in that period? Well, okay, so before I even started this project, I was already identified as a person that cares about the environment. And when you actually make a commitment to not create trash, you realize how that's not true. (laughs) Um, You know what I mean? It's like, it's so, it's so given. It's so um, easy and accessible to just go and buy whatever you want, whenever you want. And, and, I mean, not that everyone has that opportunity, but I'm talking from a, like, you know, middle-class white American living in 2018. If I wanted to, like, buy myself a fancy kombucha that came in a bottle or, you know, whatever it is. I want to get food. I want to order it to go and have it delivered on an app. You know, all these Mm -hmm. conveniences that we have at this time in this place. Um, 
they're great. They're convenient. Shit, if I'm busy and someone's going to like, I just got to go on my phone and say, beep, boop, boop, I want this food. I want it here and now. And like, you know, like you pay for that convenience, but no one's telling you like, hey, do you really need to like get all this crazy packaging like for this one meal that you're too lazy to make for yourself? Um, So anyway, I already was doing the carrying my own water bottle, carrying my own silverware. I have a little pouch with uh, like a pencil case that has a fork and a spoon and kids chopsticks and a cloth napkin. And so I already was doing that and I was like, yeah, I'm good. Like I'm doing this. And then, but I was like, okay, well no trash. That means that every time you eat out and I travel a lot. So I was like, the first thing I'm going to need is like lunch boxes, like metal to go containers that I can get food to go, whether it's like at the hot bar, at the grocery store or the co-op, or I go to a restaurant and I can't eat all of it. So instead of either throwing it away or like shoving it all down my face so I don't waste food and put it in your bra, you get like yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, okay, like if you think you're going to eat food today, when you leave your house in between now and coming back to your house, bring your container. And so, um, now how does that work when you're there's, you know, in living in New York city, for example, if I want a slice of pizza, they're going to give me a slice of pizza on a paper plate and possibly, you know, hand me like four napkins and something else along with it. How does that work when you are trying to retrain other people to say, put it in this little box, please. So having the project, this is actually an interesting thing that's going to be different for me next week when I'm not doing this project anymore. Um, Because what I've said is like, and I'm always very friendly and very optimistic and just like patient and like, you know, you don't want to be some like pushy, annoying bitch that's like, actually, I don't create trash. And so you need to, you know, Mm -hmm. do, do it this way because you're bad and I'm good. I was like, Hey, I'm doing this project this year. I know this is weird, but I'm doing this project where I'm not buying things or creating trash for a year. And I have my own container. So can you just put it in my own container for me? And usually I get a look like no one's ever asked me that, but okay. Sometimes people are like, no, that's against health code. I can't take something across the counter and put something in it, say like, a, you know, a sandwich or tacos or something at Whole Foods. You know, Whole Foods definitely is hit or miss. And you're also dealing with whatever employee you're going to get at that time in that place that sure. may or may not know the policies. So sometimes you get away with it. Sometimes you don't. But um Yeah, whether it's, like, juice, like, pour the juice in my own thing, like, don't give me a straw. Um, You just ask politely and patiently for the thing that you would like and and then work with them. If they're like, well, we can't really do that, so, you know, then you have to make the choice. Like, do I still – like, there were definitely times where I really wanted a juice and I, like, put in GPS, juice bar, went, got so excited to have this thing, and then it was like, no – Either all of our juice is already pre-bottled, right? Cold pressed for your convenience at a different facility, not here, and it came in a plastic disposable bottle. Or they were like, "This is against health code. We can't take your cup across the counter." But what we can do is pour it into a disposable cup, and then you can pour it into your cup. And I'm just like, "No, <laughs> no, that's the opposite of the point." Um. So, yeah. What was the original question? Oh, just like what are the what are the challenges that you've dealt with? How do you how did you for a lot of people that would be a breaking point is I think they would try and do it for a week 
and they would get told no that's weird and then they would say all right this is a pain in the ass i'm not able to do this anymore well i think that for me my life is different than most people's in the sense that i travel at least six months out of the year this year as a result of this project i ended up uh moving out of my house into a storage unit buying a van and traveling in my van for five months and then ultimately moved back to new orleans which i have this plan now to live in new orleans for the winter and then travel in my van in the summer and of course life is always changing and different situations and opportunities arise but i had to learn how to two different ways of being in the world when it comes to trash and food and convenience and all this so it's like when you're home and you're most people are like in one place they mostly go to the same grocery store that's near their house and like yeah you move neighborhoods or you're visiting friends and there's like a learning curve you always have to be like your place is closed or their hours or not the hours that you're available whatever it is you have to create a new pattern by examining your options and then like building your schedule around what you know to be possible so instead of just winging it through life and being like, oh, you know, when, when you don't think about trash as being a problem and you just accept that trash is a part of the reality and trash is trash. And, you know, like I said, no one's like really telling you, no, you shouldn't be doing this. So people don't even think twice about it. It's just a natural part of life, it seems, at this this stage. And so... I mean, it's it's crazy that it's harder to say no to it. Like, like that's the, that's the difficult thing. Where I thought about that with, um, if you get Indian food delivered in New York, you always get these three little things of sauces. They come in a plastic cup. Yep. And if you don't use them, then that food was grown. It was shipped across the world. It was processed. It was turned into this sauce. That sauce was turned into smaller bottles of that sauce. That sauce was shipped on a truck. It got to the Indian food restaurant. They pulled the little plastic thing that had been made out of oil dug from the earth. They filled it with this thing. They put it in a bag. Some guy brought it to your door and then you go, thank you. And then you put it directly into the trash. And that was an entire life cycle of a thing that didn't need to exist. Yeah, and then you get into the issue of, for example, the straw or like, no, even today, I went to this place, I go all the time, these people know me, I eat at this damn restaurant every other day, and I, I have my own container, they know, like, don't put the thing, maybe it was a different employee working that, you know, today, whatever, it was busy, but it was like in my to-go container, like, made this effort, I brought my own container, and I bring it to them, and then they say, okay, here's your thing. And there's two little plastic bowls with, like, two different sauce options, right. like, in my metal to-go lunchbox. And at that point, there's really nothing I can do. Sometimes, if it's, like, not in the mix. They won't let you wash the plastic and return it? No, 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 no. <laughs> but I mean, like, if it's, for example, like, say that someone brought, like, a plate that had like uh fries and then like ketchup and a little thing but it like wasn't touching the whole thing i could be like oh no ketchup please and they're like okay cool and they just like put it back you yeah. know and they like give it to the next person because i didn't touch it and it's like wasn't tainted but today it was like these two different sauces that were like in the salad like mm -hmm. bowl thing you know there's no way they're gonna take it back and i wanted those things yeah on the on the meal so they that's one of those instances where but but i didn't say no plastic, please, because I go to this restaurant all the time and I and I know the people that I interacted with. And so in my mind, I'm like, yeah, they know. Like, I, I have crazy style. I'm very easily recognizable. Like, they know who I am. It takes constant vigilance. Yeah, you have to basically say it all the time. Or even like, and you and I have talked about this, about where you're like, hey, you're at a bar or a juice bar. You know, whatever it is, you're drinking a liquid beverage where a straw is going to be part of that equation. And you're like, no straw, please. And they're like, okay, great. 
do, 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 do. They're making your drink. And then right in that moment where you see they're finishing the drink, you have to get back in there and be like, no straw, please. Yeah. Because they're going to just on autopilot This is the do pattern the that they've done forever. It's, it, and yeah. if you were to hand me the drink without a straw, well, oh my God, I might give you a bad Yelp review. How right. dare you give me mm-hmm. this thing without the straw? And so it is about repatterning the entire way that you interact with the world. And that's why I chose the word responsibility as the magic word because there's only so much you can do. You know, like I brought my container in my reusable bag. I had my fork. I had my water bottle. Like I'm all set up to not create trash. And, and it was my bad. I should have, I should get in the habit of always saying, even if it's people that I know, unless they point at me and wink and say, no trash. Right. And I'm like, you got it, which hopefully, you know, they will get to that point. That's the idea is that more like we don't live in a world where that's common yet, but a world that existed 30 years ago, if you said, is this vegan? Is this gluten free? People look at you like you're crazy. And so those consumer patterns do get put in place. But it is fascinating how um, it's constant vigilance. It's like you were saying responsibility. It's not about control because you don't control all the scenarios, but you're taking responsibility for the parts that you can affect and influence and just push in various ways. Yeah, your actions. And then people are like, wow, that's really cool. Like the girl who checked me out at the register, she was like, nice, you have your lunchbox. Like she's into it. Yeah. And because sometimes I like order the food. Today we were in a hurry, but a lot of times I just go there and I bring a book and it's like my little time where I go like, and I get my meal and then I read my book and I know that I'm going to be there for a minute. So I get the food for here. Mm -hmm. in a bowl but i know that it's like too much food for me to eat in one sitting so i always have my to-go container and then i like put the remainder in my to-go container and like take it and eat it later so um you don't always have to start from that that's like a really easy thing to not have people mess it up be like hey i'm gonna eat for here no silverware please no you know and you have to ask like oh does this come with any sauce or a topping or like is there any plastic involved in this meal and they'll think about it and they'll be like oh uh, yeah the sauce i'm like cool just dress it up like just pour it right on there i'm sure it's going to be great and they're like okay cool no problem so you have that interaction and then you can transfer it into your own container and then there isn't that issue of like the cross-contamination you know thing it's kind of like they're they're doing what's easiest for them which is giving you the thing they have to make a minor modification don't have any little extra plastic ramekin thing and then you get to take responsibility for what happens because you're most people they couldn't finish the meal they're either going to leave it and have it become food waste or they're going to be like oh do you have a to-go container and it's normally going to be a plastic thing some places have compostable which is great but still for me the compostable thing, that's not good enough when I know that I can bring my own metal container that I can wash and because compostable things, that requires resources, that requires trees and water to make the paper pulp and make the container and then ship it to the store and then after you're done, then you have to make sure that it actually gets to a compost location to get composted. When you throw compostable things in a plastic bin, like a, you know a regular trash bag, your, your food scraps, your cardboard, all this, it doesn't return to the earth. It emits gas and it ends up in a landfill. And that's what's contributing to global warming is that all this food is decomposing in the landfills and like burping this gas that what needs to happen is that the food needs to go on the earth and rot and become soil. We need to be building soil. It's not something that it's like, 
you know, our relationship to the earth now is like, take, take, take. I want water. I want an iMac. I want this. And it's all about our desires and like, I want what I want and I want it now. Many songs that yeah. sing about this very topic. Well, it's, it's, we're part of a larger system where it's doing things at a scale where it says, oh, you know what? The most efficient way for us to serve sauce to you is in a little plastic thing that's so much easier than having our staff wash something. And so we're just existing it. Whereas, yeah, if it was one-on-one, -on -one, if it was like, I need some food, let me go make plastic and then make a bowl that I'm only going to use one time, it would be insane. But things that if I was standing on a desert island, it would be so helpful to have like a red solo cup and I could use it again and again and again. If I'm just at a house, it's like, oh, that's just, I need that out of here. <laughs> like, I don't need to use that right now. And then it creates this disposable world that we live in. Yeah, and that disposable world translates to so many things. Like, we throw away our jobs, our friends, our lovers, our living situations, our clothes. We're just, like, always about this new, new, exciting thing that will make your life better and titillate you and, and make life worth living. And so the real thing of this challenge, besides, like, number one, is, like, environmental responsibility. That's why I do it, because I care about the earth more than I care about my own whimsy and desire for, mm. like, this momentary fleeting thing that I need. This little bit of ketchup. Yeah, this little bit of ketchup or, like, these three sauces that I don't even want. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I do it for the environment, number one. And number two, uh, I think that it's fun and interesting. And it's brought me to so many new ways of being and interacting and going without. Like when I started going back to what you had asked before about, you know, the beginning of the journey, you know, smoothies, that was something that I used to have a lot. And I would go to Costco and get the giant bag of blueberries that comes in a plastic, you know, froze freezer bags, like $8 for a gigantic bag of blueberries, way more than you could ever buy for that price yeah. at the farmer's market. Um, in an unpackaged situation. And then like almond milk, which comes in this thing called a Tetra Pack, which is like plastic fused with cardboard right. with a plastic screw lid. Like that can't be recycled because once the plastic coated paper, it can't be recycled because it's two different materials that are now fused together. So it basically any cardboard that would be there is just going to go to the landfill now because they can't separate the plastic and the cardboard, the like mm. glossy cardboard thing. So I was like, oh man, almond milk. And then peanut butter, I would buy that in a big two pack at Costco, like in the big, you know, giant thing of right. natural peanut butter, like all these things. And so I was like, I'm reducing my impact because I'm buying in bulk and I'm buying more. And then it's just like, no bitch, <laughs> that is still wrapped in plastic. Everything you buy at Costco. So Costco was the first thing to go. Yeah, I was like, there's literally nothing I can buy in that establishment at all because everything comes wrapped in plastic. So, um, yeah, I... So what I, did you do instead? So I started looking into farmer's markets, natural food stores, co-ops, you know, Whole Foods as a last resort, um, because it was also not only about the earth, but also like taking my money out of the big corporations and voting for the world I wanted, which was I want to see small independent co-ops that are working with local farms and that are dealing in seasonal produce or going directly to the farm, the farmer. And I mean, going to the farm would be great, but at least like going to the farmer's market, finding out where the closest ones are in my neighborhood and planning my shopping in such a way where I'm like, okay, 
I'm going to go to the farmer's market. These are the things I need. And then you get to know like what's in season, who's selling it. And also you could bring things back. And so it's like eggs, for example, you can bring your egg crate carton back to the people that sell eggs because they need it. And yeah. so there were times when I would buy eggs always in the like paper compostable, mm-hmm. you know, container, not in the plastic shell. Um, and I would have multiples if I didn't go to the farmer's market all the time then I could be like, hey, when I do go, here's this thing. This is useful to you guys. And so there's that element of reusing. Even though I could have thrown it in the compost, I'm like, well, this egg carton doesn't have any egg goo in it. It's perfectly clean. Like, they could easily reuse this instead of them having to, like, buy more and, like, build that into the price of things. So the farmer's market for fresh produce and then fruit, stuff that, you know. But so when you're traveling, because you've driven between L.A. and and New Orleans and – on the road is so difficult because there's mostly fast food or big convenience stores where literally everything is in a package. Mm -hmm. What do you do in those situations when you're not near a bigger city that's going to have a food co-op or a farmer's market you can pop into? So, yeah, um, I definitely focus on co-ops whenever I can, but there are Whole Foods in a lot of places. And the great thing about Whole Foods is that they usually – have some kind of bulk section, but that, you know, if we're talking about, that's what I mean. There's two different lives. There's like the being at home life and the way Mm -hmm. that you grocery shop and the traveling life. And for the traveling life, there's not too many things I get in the bulk section because it's like grains and legumes and things that need to be cooked. But when I'm traveling, I'll get more like dried fruit and nuts and things that I can like eat while I'm on the road. And then I have two metal lunchbox containers. So I'll just look, I kind of rule my trips by like, what hour am I going to get in? I only like to drive in the day anyway. Mm -hmm. So I'll be like, okay, what's the distance? How many hours can I read? Like, what's eight hours a day max? Like for Mm -hmm. me to get from point A to point B, let's say LA to New Orleans, which is like about five days. How many Whole Foods or co-ops are there in between that are also like close to my route? You know, I'm not going to like drive an hour out of the way to go to some town that's like kind of far away. But there always is something or I'll be like, okay, you're going to pass through this major city in the middle of the day. It's going to be about lunchtime. So like what I do is I look up healthy food on Yelp and then I'll just see what comes up and then I'll be like, okay, cool. I'm going to go here. Like I said, get the food for here if I want to just do it for here, eat some of it and then put the rest of it in my container and eat it later when I'm on the road. Or a lot of times what I'll do if I'm like trying to do a really long day, which for me, eight hours is a really long day. I'm driving by myself. Um, I'll, and I know I'll say that I'm in a town with a Whole Foods like for example LA or, or um, Austin to New Orleans mm-hmm. there's like really not that much in between Yeah. there's Houston which is three hours in but three hours I'm not going to be hungry for dinner yet so I'm going to be like okay well then there's going to be that five hours where there's like nothing for me to eat so I'll get breakfast and then I'll put lunch and dinner in my two to go containers and then I know that like I'm going to have this healthy thing I'm going to eat it later, but I've like preempted. Like permanently ready for a picnic. Yeah, exactly. Because I have, <laughs> exactly. Because I have my jars of snacks and then I have this food for the day. And then, but if it's going to be like a two day thing where I'm going off into some crazy abyss where there's not going to be any kind of like healthy food available, then I have to like plan that and be like, okay, well, what could you do? Okay, you could like get a loaf of fresh bread from a bakery, wrap it in a cloth bag or like a cloth tea cloth instead of buying a plastic, you know, wrapped loaf of bread pre-cut at the store. 
So it's like, you could do that, and then you could get an avocado. Those will last a couple days, and some tomatoes, and, you know, go to the go to the olive bar and get some mozzarella in, in a glass jar, you know, by weight. And there's, there's different ways that you can kind of plan meals, because it's like, you know, I'm not eating Tasty Bite and granola bars anymore. Mm-hmm. So those are the kind of things that were like, oh, travel food, easy, this, got it. But when you're rethinking that, you just have to, like, plan ahead a little bit more. But it's not impossible, and I end up eating way healthier than I ever did. What is What are the things that are challenging beyond food? I think food is the normal thing that people probably go to first. Of Creates we, the most waste. It creates the most waste, and we need to eat it all the time. And if I was prevented from buying anything that was going to create trash, that's where I would first confront it. But what are things when you're living the lifestyle that you had to find um, different solutions? Yeah. Well, um, paper towels can be replaced by rags. Like you can go, I mean, that actually is one thing. I mean, it comes in a plastic wrap, but it's worth it to get a giant thing of white rags from Costco. If you wanted to do that, or you go to the thrift store, just buy used rags, washcloths, like stuff like that. And so then when you're cleaning your house or using napkins, anything like that can be something that you wash. And uh, for people that have periods, instead of using disposable tampons and pads, you can use cloth pads and or a diva cup or the Thinks uh, underwear, period underwear. So all those things can be washed and reused. And what other things? I mean, the hardest part is like, you know, you need electronics. Like I need a laptop and a cell phone to exist and do my job. You know, that... That part is really hard, but what can I do? Okay, well, I can buy something used. I can, like, get it on Craigslist or eBay or buy a refurbished computer. It's like, how many steps can I get away from, like, buying a brand new thing fresh off the factory, you know, press and and still get my needs met and participate in this world? And I do know people that don't have computers and people that don't have cell phones. I don't know anyone that doesn't have either of those things in, you know, this Again, 2018 in America, trying to be self-employed. Um, so there are certain things that you just kind of have to make your peace with in order to exist. But um, I'm trying to think of other things that are like totally not food related. Um, well, sort of blowing my mind just thinking about how disposable the world has become. And I don't know. I think in the past that if you were buying clothes, it was like, if these are well-made clothes, they should last you a long time. Like you're buying trousers. You're not going to buy trousers again every winter because your pants fall apart. That's something that we've gotten used to in this world where everything's at. You're at H&M. You're like, this is only $8. Look at these right. $8 pants. And then next year you're like, oh, these $8 pants have fallen the fuck apart. They've fallen apart or they're like not cool anymore. Or like I want to satisfy my hunger craving for the new new and I want to be cool. I want to have a little retail therapy moment and I'm going to go back to H&M or wherever it is. Maybe you upgrade. Maybe you buy a more expensive pair of pants because you got a new job or, you know, whatever it is. Like we Get that find- new iPhone. It's got, it's got a new app. Yeah, like the button is gone. It's a whole new world. So, I mean... Clothes is the next thing, I would say. Yeah, I should have started with that. Like, food creates the most waste. Food and beverage industry, whether it's grocery shopping or eating out, the restaurant business, all of it. Very wasteful. 40%. Actually, the people that um, 
did the movie, The Clean Bin Project, I found out because I was going to rewatch it yeah. at the end of the year. I'm going to like rewatch it and be like, wow, like, thank you. Thank you so much. And I'm going to write them a letter and be like, I just want you guys to know I did this. Thank you for this film. So I was that's, looking... uh, that's the magic. Uh, that's our spell that on the episode I did with Nina. It's you're supposed to write someone and reach out and make that contact. Oh, that's yeah. great. Yeah. yeah. And let people know, like, hey, your work matters and like what you're doing is worthwhile because it is a lot of work to make all these sacrifices and change everything. But what I was going to say is they have another movie called Just Eat It that they made a few years later. And it's all about food waste. And so they did another challenge where they said for six months, we are not going to buy or it was like, we're not going to buy food. We can only eat food that, like, would be thrown away or something. Oh, wow. Like, they weren't allowed to, like, go to a restaurant and, and buy food. They couldn't go to the grocery store and, like, just go shopping and buy the food. But they could buy food that was, um, it's called culled produce. So yeah. things that the, the, the store has gone over and been like, oh, this apple has a bad spot or this prune is ugly. You know, whatever it is. And yeah. they, they, they take it off the shelf. But you can ask them, like, hey, do you have any cold produce that I could buy? And so they allow themselves to buy for really cheap yeah. um, things that are out of date. And they did a lot of dumpstering. They, people gave them things. And it was just really fascinating. And what they found in this research of doing this project is that 40% of the food that gets produced is thrown away before anyone can eat it. Wow. And so going back to what you said about the two, you know, the three uh, sauces from the Indian restaurant takeout – Think about 40%, how much water, how much fossil fuel to deliver that food, the farmers to grow that food, the land use. It's like we're improperly managing our resources. It's not that like it's not possible for everyone to live in abundance, but it's like, I mean, how many people do you know that like grow even their own basil and tomatoes or like have a lemon tree, like some like minor, like one edible thing, like how many people can you count? on your hands that that do that and granted that's going to be different there are some people that are going to be listening to this that live in a farming community and they're like shit i grow everything i eat and there's going to be people that say i have never seen a tomato plant yes (laughs) you know like those went extinct right and and how do we change our relationship to the things that we interact with so in the interest of breaking free of the cycle what is going to be our spell that listeners can do to um Bring this energy into their own life. If it's not doing a whole year of zero waste living, what's the smallest dose that they can do? The the first step in a journey towards a better, greener future. Well, I mean, we did spend a lot of time talking about food and convenience. And so I think one of the easiest steps that everybody can do and has access to is starting to make a habit out of carrying your water bottle. And whether most people you know, might already have a water bottle or maybe it's like a used plastic water bottle that they've already had or, uh, you know, a glass that a glass, uh, not a jar, not a mug. What is it? Like a, a, bo- yeah, a glass bottle. Like yeah. say that you had like a tea or a kombucha or like a cold brew coffee in this really nice glass bottle. Well, now you can like fill that with water and make sure that you always have this thing with you so you don't have to buy water in a plastic thing when you go out or even like if you're at a restaurant and they want to give you this huge cup of ice water and you like can't even usually drink all of it like i'm always like i have my own water it's cool and then also i know that it's like nice filtered water that i have Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. 
selected. So yeah, I would encourage people like get the coolest water bottle that you can and start with something that you already have in your house. So if you have something, start carrying that with you. And if you're ready to like invest, then it's only like $30 or $20 to buy a really nice water bottle, whether you want it to be metal or glass or, you know, I don't know. I hesitate to say, yeah, yeah. Ceramic. (laughs) Anything but glass. Get get an old vintage lead water bottle. There you go. (laughs) Hey man, however, however you need to do it to stop creating trash. But I think that the water bottle thing is really easy and, and to have it be this like sacred vessel where you're like, like my water bottle is, it's cool. It's colorful. I have this like little bracelet on it and sticker. Like I, I make it fun because it's my accessory. It's like I have my jacket, I have my purse, and I always have my water bottle. And so making it fun, making it part of your life, then you're going to want to take care of it and you're going to want to have it there because you are in a relationship with it. You're like, you you allow me to be able to have hydration at all times. It's kind of like if you're a char- if you think of yourself as a character in a video game, you're building out accessories that you develop a relationship and serve a purpose for you rather than plugging into this disposable system again and again. Instead of living in this pattern where you're like, I'm thirsty, where's the convenience store? I bought a right. bottle of water, I threw it away. And you repeat that mm-hmm. for hundreds and hundreds of times over and over. Instead, every time that you're in a space, you're like, Where's the bathroom? I'll fill up my water bottle here. And then you've got this cool accessory that's transforming your life and transforming the way that you're interacting with the world. And staying hydrated is very, very important. And I think a lot of times because people don't have a a vessel that they carry with them, they're going to be like, oh, I'm going to get a bottle of water. Or that convenience and that, that sugar addiction that we also deal with. It's like, I could buy a water or I could buy a soda Mm, or I could buy a kombucha. Delicious thirst quenching soda. Like all these other sugary beverages that are in the same aisle as the water. And so I think that like having, having water and like having your needs met, I'm kind of like, I crave all that way less because number one, I can't buy it anyway, but it's like, I have my, I have my drink and I, and I know that like my companion, my water bottle is there for me. So, so get a water bottle, give it a little name, Mm -hmm. fill it up and put your hands on it and just say the magic words of responsibility and whatever else you want to add and bless that bottle. And then let that be the magical artifact that changes your relationship. And then see where you can take it and see where you can take it. And you can take your water bottle everywhere, except on an airplane. Because then you have to drink the water first, but then you can bring, you, you can fill it once you get past security. I mean, see, right. see where you can take it as far as like you did it. Now, yeah. like, how do you continue this journey of personal responsibility and and make it fun for yourself? Well, thanks for making this fun, Corinne. For more of Corinne's work, you can visit her on the web at corinneloperfito.persona.co or Instagram at corinneloperfito. To learn more about Zero Waste, you can watch the documentary that Corinne mentioned, The Clean Bin Project, or just Google Zero Waste. There's a ton of information on the internet. And to help make the world less trashy and more magical, you can join this podcast as a ritual by becoming a true participant at patreon.com slash thispodcastisaritual, where we are about to begin a secret, esoteric ritual 
that I can't tell you about. It's for participants only. So go to patreon.com slash this podcast is a ritual and a sacrifice as low as $4.20 will bring you in to our inner sanctum where powerful new magic is about to begin. Until next time, don't be trashy. Keep it classy. I'm your wizard. Call me anytime. Thank <laughs> you.